Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. So I want you to go in your Bibles today to Luke chapter 4. I've got a somewhat of a lengthy portion of scripture to read. And then after that, we're going to pray. I don't know exactly how much we're going to get through today, but I do know that God is wanting me to at least kick the ball off. And uh, he, he is at least wanting this thing to start today. And so we're going we're gonna to be obedient to him and allow him to move in our lives today. Luke chapter 4, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 31. Now, just look up at me real quick before we read the word. What's leading up to this place is that Jesus has come out of his time of, of prayer and fasting. He's come out of his time of being tested by the enemy. And the Bible says that he comes out of the wilderness in the power of the Holy Ghost. And that he stands up in his, he, he goes back to his hometown and he stands up in the church. I call it the church. I know it's synagogue. Don't get too religious on me in here. Amen. And he stands up in the synagogue and he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he begins to declare everything that God has sent him or that the father sent him to do and anointed of the spirit. And then, uh, and so he's there in the power of the Holy Ghost. But the Bible says that, that they heard him preach the kingdom, but, but they, they, they were offended at him because they were familiar, too familiar with him. And so they could not receive what others were receiving because they said, is this not Joseph's son? So, and, and the Apostle Paul says, let us know no one after the flesh. Amen. And, and so we're, we're picking up after, after that in verse 31. Then he went down to Capernaum in the city of Galilee and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished. One was offended. Another city was astonished. Same teaching. At his teaching. For his word was with authority. Now the synagogue there, in the synagogue there, there was a man uh, of an unclean demon. And, and he cried out with a loud voice saying let us alone what have we to do with you Jesus of Nazareth did you come to destroy us I know who you are does hell know who you are you are the holy one of God but Jesus rebuking him saying be quiet and come out of him ain't nobody giving you permission to talk in here Amen. And when the demon had thrown down, thrown him in their midst, it came out of him and did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves saying, now watch this. I want you to understand. I want you to see they did not say what power is this. Now that's after it. But look at what they said. What a word this is. So they related what he was saying to what they were seeing. Jesus, give me a church that's done had caffeine already. Amen. Come on. What a word this is. For with authority and power, he commands the unclean spirits and they come out. And the report about him went out uh, in every place in the surrounding region. Now he rose from the synagogue and entered Simon's house. But Simon's uh, wife's mother had not cooked any um, fried chicken that day because she had a high fever and she didn't feel like cooking. And Jesus said, we got to get this out of the way because I'm hungry. <laughs> that is the Flavilla version. That's the TFT, the, the Flavilla translation. <laughs> Amen. And, 
but this is kind of this is kind of humorous to me because he's like, man, we can't have this cook sitting in the bed right now. I'm hungry. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever and left her and immediately she rose and served them. And when sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and he laid his hands on every one of them, even in the middle of Corona. Jesus said, I ain't got to ask y'all. I got a power that is coming from a different kingdom that uh, that is not of this world. Have you been vaccinated? If you've been vaccinated, you can get in the prayer line. Jesus, please help me. <laughs> Make you want to lay hands. Amen. And demons also came out of many, crying out, saying, You are the Christ, or the anointed one, the Son of God. And he rebuking them. He said, Wait a minute, I still ain't told y'all y'all could talk. Look at this right here. And saying, no, no, I ain't even letting you speak. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, that's the power God gave me. They knew he was the Christ when it was day. He departed and went to the deserted place. And the crowd saw him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving. They tried to keep him from leaving. But I want you to grab this, this verse right here. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God. 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 I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. Look up at me. I am no English professor, but if he said also, that means that that's what he was preaching. That means the power that you saw, the authority that you saw, and the healings that they saw in the, in, the, in, in the Bible, the demons crying out and the people being healed, was because somebody stood up and preached the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He said, I must preach the kingdom of God in other cities also because of this purpose I have been sent. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. And then if you want to do some homework today, you can write down Luke 5, 1 through 11. It is when uh, Jesus tells Peter, let's get in your boat and launch out so I can preach the kingdom of God. And because the people were trying to, they were so, so much on him that he was being pushed into the sea. He preaches the kingdom of God and then he says, let's launch out a little deeper. I'm about to bless your business. I'm about to bless your business because you sought first the kingdom. <laughs> you sought first the kingdom of. And so all these other things you were needing, even though last night you couldn't even catch one fish. When you put the kingdom first, the fish caught you. Ah. All of a sudden, everything you were seeking showed up because you got your priorities in line. 
And the Bible says the net was so big that he had to call the, his business partners and say, come over here with y'all's boat. And they filled them both up, came in. Peter said, depart from me. I'm a wicked man. He says, don't trip. I know who you are. But from this day forward, you're going to be fishers of men. I'm going to use your same gifting. I'm just changing your harvest. Y'all better get with me today. I came to preach. I'm going to use what you've been doing, but I'm just changing your harvest. Hallelujah. So I'm going to start a series today called just simply titled. It's basically you could say from the subject title, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. Father, today I have sought you on this matter. I've asked that you would help me, God. Um, I've asked that you would grant me that that apostolic anointing and a prophetic utterance in this house to not only shift where we're at, but to shift who we are, how we think, how we behave how we speak, how we believe, God. I pray today that there would be, uh, this atmosphere would be permeated, Lord, from the very anointing of the third heaven in the name of Jesus, that a portal would be set up right here uh, into your third heaven and angels would ascend and descend and all that they come down with in their hands will be for the healing of the nations and for the provision of the saints, God. I pray today that your spirit would move in this place, oh God, like a mighty river. And I pray, Father, that all that is said and done would bring you glory, praise, and honor. Now look upon my availability and not my ability. And Father, as I yield this vessel of honor to you, do exceedingly and abundantly above what I could ask, think, or imagine. And I give you praise in this place today, Father, in the name of Jesus and everybody shout amen. Can we give God a praise before we're seated today? Come on, give him a praise in this house for his word. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Now, uh, like I said, I'm starting this series on the kingdom of God. I want you to do your best. Let me just say this. You ought to do your best to come to church every week anyway. I'm already meddling. I mean, we're 15 seconds in this thing. I'm already meddling. But you ought to do your best to be at church every Sunday anyway. But if there was a time where you kind of had to, you, you needed to work a little extra hard, it's going to be over the next three to four, five weeks of what I'm preaching. Because you're going to see that what I'm preaching and what I'm teaching is going to be a foreign concept to some of you. Even some of you that have been in the church for a while, you may have been in the church for a while, but you don't have a kingdom mentality. Help me out today, Holy Ghost. And so I'm going to preach and teach you in the kingdom, about the kingdom, the ways of the kingdom. Now, before we get started, I, I want to just help you a little bit. But, but one, of, one of the things that when I first got born again, um, when I came into the kingdom of God... Um, I didn't come in trying to find out what I disagreed with. Nobody told me to come. See, see, I, I was from a place that I was so happy to be out of it. I, I was so happy not to be there anymore 
that when I came into the kingdom of God, I was just like, just tell me what to do. I didn't come in to disagree. I didn't come in to argue. I didn't come in to tell you what you need to think. I just came in here and said, God, here I am. Can you do something new in my life? So I didn't come into the kingdom trying to figure out what I disagreed with. I came into the kingdom trying to figure out what I could agree with. And this right here, this right here entails the path, or let me just say this, how fast you can grow in the Lord. Do you know that God is not sitting here putting mandates and God is not sitting here putting, uh, putting a perimeter around you saying you can only grow this amount, uh, this far in this amount of time. How many of you know that as much as you want to yield and as much as you want to submit and as much as you want to give to God, God will say, I'll put the fast forward button on you and I'll begin to grow you so fast that folk will look around and get jealous at what I'm doing in your life. Hallelujah. And so when I came into the kingdom, I, I, I was not, I wasn't looking for, well, I don't agree with that. And I don't agree with that. And I don't like that. And I don't even like her. She be, she rubbing me wrong over here. And then I, I didn't none of this. I came in because I was just, Pastor Lou, I was just happy that I wasn't scared to go to sleep no more. Just happy I wasn't gonna die on them streets no more and bust hell wide open. And I have found a treasure in a field that I was willing to sell everything and say, Oh God, give it to me. I wasn't trying to figure out what I disagreed with. The church is always trying to come in. And can I say that about some of you? You're just trying to figure out what you disagree with. How about figure out what you do agree with? Hallelujah. How about figure out my God, if you said it, I can have, I feel like preaching now. If you said it, I can have it. If you can do it, I want it. If you can take me there, yeah, I'll grab your hand and walk with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So when I came into the, that's how I came into the kingdom of God. And, and before I was in the, before I was born again, I was radical out there. And I said, well, there ain't no need in changing now. <laughs> if I was radical out there, I'm going to be radical in here. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. This, this will help some of y'all. This is more your, this is more in what you can relate with. If I was about it out there, I'm going to be about it about in here. So I said, this is who God has made me. Now I'm just a new creation. And so I'm about to run into the run in the kingdom of God. And so what I realized is that when I wasn't looking for everything to disagree with. And I wasn't looking why I shouldn't like so-and-so. And I wasn't, and they, listen, this is, this is how much it was, Pastor Jason. They would tell me, so like when I got born again, it did not relate. It didn't hit me. Okay, they had church on Sunday night, come back to church. I didn't know. So I stayed at home. And then somebody a week later said, you know, you ought to come to church on Sunday night. I said, y'all got church on Sunday night? They said, yeah. I said, I'll be there Sunday night. Then somebody said, you ought to come on Wednesday night. I said, y'all got church on Wednesday night? Yeah, I'll be there on Wednesday night. Then somebody said, you ought to get in, you ought to get in a Sunday school class. I said, y'all got Sunday school class? I'll be there on a Sunday school class. Then somebody said, you ought to come to a prayer meeting. I said, y'all got prayer meeting? I'll be there to prayer meeting. 
And then somebody said, you ought to come to the mission convention. Y'all got a missions convention? I'll be there. To... See, I was not trying to find out what I didn't want to do. I was saying, God, I'm a sponge. Whatever you got, I want to do it, Lord. And this is what's holding some of you back in the kingdom right now. You're trying to figure out what you don't want to do. And God has opened the door saying, come on in and do everything that you can do. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is what, this, I mean, literally, that's, that's how it was with me. Okay, you said I need to read my Bible, I'm going to read my Bible. You said I need to pray, I'm going to pray. How long did he pray? Somebody, I don't know if they were being religious or they were just being a man of God. They said, you need to pray an hour a day. Gotcha, hour a day. This is just how I approached the kingdom. I wasn't looking for what I didn't want. I was looking for everything I wanted. And if God said it, I wanted it. Imagine where we would be as a body of Christ in America. That if we said, if the kingdom says it. My God, if the kingdom has promised it, if the kingdom needs it, if the kingdom wants it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it. Imagine where we would be right now. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So I'm preaching on the kingdom of God. And so this is how I approached it. And, 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 and I realized I was, and, and this is not to glorify myself. I'm just testifying. Somebody say testify preacher. Okay. That means I got five more minutes. And, 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 uh, and so I'm just testifying. And, and so I realized that within about six months, I knew stuff that I should know. Nobody had told me I hadn't read it. I couldn't even I couldn't even take you back to the origin of which I found the revelation. It was just when I needed it, it popped out of me. What was happening? Stay with me. The kingdom of God was advancing around me and the kingdom of God was advance, advancing in me. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. It's amazing when you come to the kingdom and you, you don't treat it like a buffet line and you don't treat it like a menu saying, I'll take this, but I don't want that. But if God has put it on the buffet, you need to get a little bit of everything that's on there and put it on your plate and say, God, I want it. Hallelujah. And so you need to understand that's what's going on right now. So I want to talk to you today and I want to help preach and teach on the kingdom of God. And as we start this series today, when I, if I was to say, if I was to go around this room and, 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 and survey the people in this house and say, what do you think the kingdom of God is? I promise you we'd get at least 50 different answers. At least 50 different answers. And I bear to say there would be at least 30 or 40% that does not even know what it is. That's okay. That's why I'm here. That's why God has me here. Because you need to understand that the kingdom... Uh, help me out, Holy Ghost. Now watch this. I, I, I believe the Lord has led us to this place and led me to teach and preach this series for two reasons. One is because many of you are new to the faith or you, and you have recently given your life to the Lord. You've gotten serious with God. And watch this. You don't know what the kingdom is and you don't know how the kingdom operates. So you, you, are, in, you are in the kingdom, but you don't know how to flow in the kingdom. You know, and some of you know how to flow in church, but you don't know how to flow in the kingdom. 
Oh, help it. We're going to get somewhere in this thing right here. Push your neighbor and say, that's why you had to come to church today. <laughs> There's some of you that have been born again for a long time now. But you have a misunderstanding of the kingdom of God. Some of you have wrongly defined or misinterpreted the kingdom of God. In other words, the knowledge that you have about the kingdom of God is not accurate. So things are not working for you right now. And you're looking around and you're saying, why is it every time I turn around, sister so-and-so seems to be getting blessed, but that seems like I'm stuck in the mud. We're going to tackle that in the next two or three weeks. It's called kingdom principles that work in your life. Hallelujah. Secondly, I believe that God has led me to preach and teach the series because right now, and this is where I'm probably going to end up laying the anchor down for a minute. Because right now the church is being bombarded with everything that opposes the kingdom of God. And if you have little or no knowledge of the kingdom of God, then you don't know how to recognize what opposes what you've been born into. Hallelujah. Right now, born-again believers are being flooded with ideologies and philosophies that diametrically oppose the kingdom that you've been born into. And by the way, not all of these ideologies and philosophies come from the world. Some are actually even being taught in the church right now that claim to be the body of Christ. Ideologies and philosophies that diametrically oppose what you've been born into. Right now, the church is being bombarded. Ah, push your neighbor and say, church, listen, neighbor, just stay in here with us for a minute now. The church is being bombarded with governments, cultures, and systematic behavior and thinking that seeks to neutralize all kingdom advancement on the earth. I'm going to say that again. It is being bombarded with governments, culture, and systematic behavior and thinking that seeks to neutralize all kingdom advancement on the earth. We are being told to adopt, embrace, and replace the kingdom of God with demonic structures that seek to destroy the kingdom. Oh, demonic structures like. This way I'm going to meddle a little bit. Socialism. Now, if you think I'm politic and you've got another thing coming because I'm telling you I'm coming straight from the word of God and we're going to get out what's been trying to hurt the body of Christ because the Bible says I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And it's time for the kingdom to advance. Demonic structures like socialism. This is a structure that says, here, church, here, the government gives you the power to make wealth. Have you read your Bible? Deuteronomy 8.18. I am your God, and I give you the power to make wealth that I may establish my covenant in the earth. I'm sorry if you voted for socialism, but you need to get on the right side of the right side of the right side. And I'm not talking about a political party. I'm talking about a Bible party. I'm talking about a, a Christian party that says this is the kingdom of God and line up. Push your neighbor, say, neighbor, hang in here with us for a minute. Demonic structures like communism. 
This is a structure that says, I tell you what to worship. I tell you how to worship. I tell you where to worship. And I tell you when to worship. See, you don't even know what you've been in, what's been trying to infiltrate your mind because they got you so tied up in whether you are a Democrat or Republican that you don't even know what the Bible says. The Bible says, Hear, O Israel, I am the Lord your God. You worship me, hallelujah, and me only do you serve. And this stuff's trying to infiltrate the church through mindsets. As they try to doctrinate our young people to where they don't even know what they think, don't even know what they feel, don't even know what gender they are anymore. The devil is a liar. Right here in Locust Grove, Georgia, the Lord has said, stand up and begin to release an apostolic word. And I'm ready to break the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. We got demonic structures like socialism, demonic structures like communism. We got demonic structures like Marxism. All of this is trying to enter into the church while preachers sit at home with their, with their, with their uh, churches closed down and teach people how to make blueberry waffles on their live feed. Well, I like, I like my pastor because... When COVID was doing so much, they like came on there and uh, told us how to make muffins. Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I like my pastor because his clothes, you don't know if they're like men or women clothes, and it makes everybody feel good. Where are the men of God, Trey? Where are the men of God? There was once in this nation where folks said there are men of God. Oh, help me, Jesus. Demonic structures like individualism. This is a structure that says, I don't need anybody. I don't need anyone. Stay away from me. I'll stay away from you. It has a mindset that says, it's all about me. Because I want to do things my way. I alone am God. It's all about me. Individualism. I'll send you your money to the church preacher, but I ain't coming back. While I wait, while I wipe Longhorn Steakhouse juice off my chin. Because it's okay to go there. But it ain't okay to come here. Individualism. 
Have you not read that he who wants to be my disciple must what? Deny himself and pick up his cross? We used to sing a song in the old school, wherever you lead, I will follow. They kicked that song out of the church because we had too much individualism. Wherever you lead, I will follow. Hallelujah. We got individualism. And then we got racism. We got racism. This basically is a structure that says because you have a different uh, color of skin to me, then you are less than me. That you're not equal to me. Oh, I know we high five and say, neighbor, the Lord's on your side. But when you really got to, if you're really dealing with racism, you're still thinking you're better than somebody. Because their color is different than yours. This is a structure coming into the, trying to come into the body of Christ that says, you owe me. Well, I'm kicking some devils around today. You owe me because of the color of skin that you are. Who said? I couldn't help what color I was born. And you can't help what color you were born. And the Bible says, I don't owe nobody nothing but to love them. The devil is a liar, and I don't owe nobody nothing. All this is trying to bombard the church. And if you don't know the kingdom of God, then you start embracing pieces of all these isms. But all these isms, they are nothing but schisms. They are schisms in the body. They are spots in your love feast. And God said, get them out from in you. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord our God. They are schisms. Now you wonder, my God, we brought everybody down and lay hands on somebody and they still died. You want to know why? Because this one's got a little bit of this and that one's got a little bit of this and that one's got a little bit of this and this one don't really want to see them healed. And all of it is schisms in the body. When I got saved and under this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, I said, my God, my life is yours. My life is yours. I abandon it all. Wherever you lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Wherever you lead me, Lord, I'll follow. Come on. All of this. Beloved, can I tell you something? And then I, this is as far as we're going to get today. I'm sorry. You were 
purchased. Not through the money of socialism. You were purchased not through the government of communism. You were purchased not through the ideology of Marxism. You were purchased not through your own hands of individualism. You were purchased not by the divisive groups of racism, but you were purchased by the blood of the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And the last time I checked in this Bible, you are not your own, but you belong to a Lord that says you are mine. You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. I have given you my spirit and I am coming back for you. You have been called with a high calling. I said you have been called with a high calling. He has created all things. And for his pleasure, you were created. Ah. Somebody say preach. Our forefathers in the spirit have gone before us. And the world was not worthy of them. We have not been called to Mount Sinai for judgment and death. We have been called to Mount Zion that we may receive mercy and grace in the time of our need. This is who you are. God said, stand up and give identity to my church. Hallelujah. Give identity to my church. You let them know they're mine. Oh, hallelujah. Can I teach for 10 minutes? I'm going to take 10 more minutes. I gave you an intermission. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a definition to you so that next week I don't have to spend much time in this and we can go to uh, more meatier things. Is that okay? The kingdom of God is the highest order of governance in the universe, both natural and supernatural. Highest order. It is not subject or inferior to the democracy of the United States of America. It is the kingdom of God. The United States of America, the, this blessed United States of America has been around for three, four hundred years. Democracy has been around for almost two thousand years. The kingdom of God has been around forever and will be around forever. He said, and of his kingdom, there shall never be an end. You want to be a part of something that won't never fade away? Be a part of the kingdom of God. 
You want to be a part of something that cannot fail? Be a part of the kingdom of God. You want to be a part of something that don't never need a bailout alone? Don't never need anybody to try to help it? Be a part of the kingdom of God. Of my kingdom there shall be no end. Uh, let me do a little more here. The kingdom of God is a kingdom whose constitution, everybody say constitution, <laughs> whose constitution is made up of the ways of God and the word of God. The ways of God and the word of God. This is our constitution. Right here. And for all the hipster theologians, yes, I got a big Bible. Don't try me. When the citizens of the kingdom adhere to and obey its constitution, listen carefully, it invokes the authority and the power of the king of that kingdom. When the, listen, when, when the citizens of the kingdom, and if you were born, if you are born again, look at your neighbor and say, that's me. If you are born again, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God first. You are a citizen of the United States second. Or whatever citizenship you have. So when the citizens of the kingdom adhere to and obey its constitution, it invokes the authority and the power of the king of that kingdom. When the kingdom of God is truly taught and preached, it produces heavenly results. Ah, oh, help me, Jesus. This is the reason there are not a lot of heavenly results in the body of Christ right now is because the kingdom of God is not being preached. People are preaching opinions. People are preaching feelings, but they're not preaching the kingdom. Jesus said, I have to, I'm bringing you a full circle. Jesus said, I've got to go to the next city and preach the kingdom of God there also. Why? I can't go down and preach what the Pharisees are saying. I can't go down and preach what the Sadducees are saying. I'm not even coming and preaching what John was saying. I'm coming and preaching the kingdom of God. Why? Because devils got to come out. People got to be healed. And the kingdom has to advance on the earth right now. One of the reasons why you sense a difference about this place, and many of you have stated that and stated all the time, is because the leadership of this place teach, preach, and model the kingdom of God to you. We don't model a denomination. We don't model the latest church fad. We could care less what the latest church fad is. I'll, send a, I'll sing a hymn, and then I'll sing Maverick City all in the same thing. I don't care. Whatever is anointed is what I want in the house of God, because it is the anointing that breaks the yoke a bondage so I could care less what the latest fad is I want to know what is the kingdom yeah. hallelujah so now let me bring this I'm, I've got a few more minutes let me bring this around for you if you are a citizen of the US 
You are a part, and it's not actually a kingdom, but if you'll allow me, for lack of better words, to say that, you are a part of its kingdom. Therefore, you are governed by the Constitution of the United States of America. Regardless of what position you hold or how much you have, this Constitution is supposed to govern you. This is one of the reasons why this nation has so much chaos and turmoil. is because people have left the Constitution of this nation. And when you agree as a group of people to say this is our Constitution, there is something set up in the land. There is something set up at that very moment that says this is what you do. And so when you back away from that constitution, all of a sudden chaos begins to be created. Why? Because you've got a group of people saying this is the order, this is the plumb line, but you're not sticking to it. Stay with me right here. Uh, so it's, you just, just stay with me. Now we're talking about the Constitution of America. I'm going to bring you into a, uh, help you parallel this thing real quick. So when you obey the Constitution of America, then you receive the blessings of the land. You receive that every, the blessings of what is happening. Now follow me right now. If you are citizens of the U.S. and you go to China and you renounce your citizenship, and you accept the Chinese citizenship, you can no longer live your life under the U.S. Constitution. Go to China and try to own a gun. I'm just giving you some examples. Go to China, go to China and tell them I'm going to worship where I want to worship, worship how I want to worship. They'll give you till tomorrow morning and you'll be up there with the rest of the martyrs. Under the altar with Jesus. If you go and say, I'm going to be a U.S. citizen, I'm going to renounce my citizenship of the United States and be a Chinese citizen, you have now placed yourself under the constitution of the Chinese government. Can we talk for a minute right now? The Bible is our constitution for those who are in the kingdom of God. This is the document that shows us how to behave and how to live as children of God. If you want to uh, stay with me right now, when you came into the kingdom of God, this is what you did. You renounced. You renounced the constitution you used to live under. Which said, I live like Satan and I do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it. You renounced this constitution. And when you came and said, I, I, Jesus, I want you as the Lord of my life. Now you have placed yourself under a different constitution. It is the word of the living God. And now this is what governs your life. This is your constitution. Hallelujah. If you want to know your rights as a child of the kingdom. If you want to know who has your back as a child of the kingdom. If you want to know how to prosper as a child of the kingdom, just look in the Constitution. If you want to know who shows up, if an enemy starts to attack, whether foreign or domestic, it is right here in the Constitution. I, 
the Lord will fight your battle. <laughs> if you want to know what happens if you get sick, it's in the Constitution. If you want to know how to build a church, it's in the Constitution. If you want to know how to have peace in your marriage, it's in the Constitution. If you want to know how to raise a godly child, it's in the Constitution. If you want to know how to date and still be holy, it's in the Constitution. The chaos comes in our lives as citizens of the kingdom when we abandon the Constitution. It's no different than what you see happening in this nation. When you stick to the Constitution, next week, God willing, we're going to go into citizenship. Oh, y'all going to find out who y'all are. Y'all going to find out who you are. And you will never, ever again be drug in to the mindless, senseless, profitless nonsense that this world is bickering back and forth over. You're going to realize as a kingdom citizen. That God has not got, God does not place you there to be in it or a part of it. He places you there to govern it. Glory be to God. The kingdom of God. We're going to kick so many religious, religious devils out. Y'all going to be free. Notice I didn't say kicking people out. I said religious devils. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're going to go, Lord willing, we're going to go into the place of what it means to be an ambassador. And God sends you into foreign places to speak for the king. And when you speak for the king, you go in the king's power and authority. We're going to go somewhere. Brother Jeremiah, folk going to find out who they are. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, you're going to walk into your high schools and realize that you're not there to be a part of it. What I mean by that is you're not to be a part of the chaos. You're not to be a part of all the stuff that's falling apart. You're in there to change it. You're going to realize that when you get around some of them crazy folk at Thanksgiving dinner, the drunk uncle that wants to hug everybody Hello. needs to get born again. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all laugh way too hard about that stuff. And you know, sister so and your aunt and your other aunt, they're going to get to fighting. You got to call the man down. You're going to realize that you show up not to be a part of that nonsense. That you show up with a dimensional glory as a child of the king. And you pronounce the kingdom of God as a hand and power and authority. And all of a sudden peace hits the room and nobody has to go to jail. 
Can I get a good amen in the house of God? You're going to learn who you are. That's the reason I said over the next three, four weeks, you do your very best to be here because I'm going to keep building line upon line. Precept upon precept. Hallelujah. And you're going to realize that what's in you. Everybody say the kingdom. Come on, say the kingdom. Is in me. You're going to realize that what comes with that is the power and the authority of a government, not like the United States of America, not like any other state. This is one that says, my king is the king of kings. Now you're starting to put it together. When he said, I am the Lord of lords. I am the Alpha and the Omega. In other words, what he was saying is what I'm bringing with me is never going to be inferior to anything on this earth. And when you realize this, when you realize this as a child of God, you're going to realize the power and the authority God's given you. Now we're about to go home today. People been saved. People been touched. We're about to go, but in just a moment, I, I want to bring one more thing before you. If I wasn't somewhere, and, and as my son Joshua, he's here, David. Well, raise your hand over. Let folk clap for you. Amen. Y'all clap for Joshua. Amen. I like doing that. But if I was, there was a meeting going on here at the church and I couldn't come. And my son walked in and said, Daddy said. I ain't got time to get into all this today, but I'm getting there. And they said, Daddy said. A, B, and C. That's his boy. And his boy has been with him. And they said, this is how we know they've been with Jesus. Because they had a boldness. And if he walked in and said, I've been with dad, he couldn't be here, but this is what we're to do. A, B, and C. Everything would fall right in suit. Why? Not because of who he is by himself, but because of who he is from me. Oh, my God, we're going to go somewhere. Church, you better get ready. And the Bible says, know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Know you not that your Father dwells in you through His Spirit. And you carry His authority in the earth. Shout amen. So I just came today to just wet your whistle just a little bit. And we're going to go into this. Hallelujah. That's the reason I ain't scared of devils. I got two more minutes. The first time I was in India, thousands of people, thousands. I'm not, and that's not evangelistic thousands where it was actually 400, but they said it was a thousand. Thousands of people were in this crusade. 
and demons started manifesting everywhere. And when I say manifesting, I'm not talking about we had three or four people. There was probably three or four hundred. Lisa was there with me. Three or four hundred people manifesting at one time. They'd had an altar call for people to be born again. And, and I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people came. But these people started manifesting. And, and the man of God, Brother David Stewart Jr., I was with. He was, he was the evangelist. He said, go down there and start laying your hands on them. Hey, we in three, four hundred strong manifesting. Some of us struggling with one. When I went down into that crowd, me and Pastor Dave Alman, my pastor, all of a sudden it was like every one of them, every one of those demon-possessed people became paralyzed. They were still foaming and they were still snaking around, but they couldn't touch us. What are you trying to say? Because I was coming not as a preacher. Not as a pastor, but as a son of the King of God. Who was carrying the authority in the earth to cast out devils. I had a mandate from the King. I had a piece of paper and it's got Matthew 28 on it. Say, <laughs> all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. You go therefore. And I remember that night demons came out. And it was probably three, four hours later. And I don't know, it looked like a war zone. But I remember. Oh my God. I didn't have, these demons didn't ask for a title. They didn't ask what sermons I had preached. They wanted all they recognized. Are you a son of the kingdom? Church, as we begin to get in, I feel the Lord. As we begin to get into this thing, your homes are about to change. Come on, somebody. I said your homes are about to change. Your marriages are about to change. Your children are about to change. Your businesses are about to change. Your ministries are about to change. Regions are about to shift. Neighborhoods are about to shift. I decree and declare high schools are about to shift because children of the kingdom walk in knowing who they are, knowing who's got them, knowing who they are in Christ. Come on, stand up all over this place. Hallelujah. I know I didn't share a whole lot of revelation today. I just wanted to get this introduction out. That way I can build upon it next week. Oh, glory. Glory be to God. I don't know if anybody's ever told you, but those of you that walked down today, those of you that has ever walked down to give your life to the Lord, you renounced your worldly citizenship. And if you didn't, you don't have what you think you got. 
You renounced your worldly citizenship and you embraced your citizenship as the kingdom of God on the earth. Oh, hallelujah. And this is who you are. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.